Hey everyone, this is Amanda. Um, I mentioned last week that because of my um, crazy schedule, I did not have enough time to sit and record a brand new episode. Um, so this week's episode is a rerun of a previous episode. Um, that's like one of my favorites in, in my, you know, like listening back to all these different episodes. It's one of the ones that's made me laugh the most and that I have enjoyed the process of um, editing and recording the most. Um, and I hope that you like it too. I don't know. It makes me laugh. It makes me, it's very special to me because these two friends are very special to me. Um, but I hope it also is funny to people who are not <laughs> like necessarily in on our like weird friendship. I don't know. Um, anyway, thanks for understanding, um, me needing a week to just kind of get it together. Um, our regularly scheduled program will be back next week. Um, so yeah, enjoy this rerun. See you soon. Bye. I was going to say, I took my grandma to bully the car dealer, so don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, you just need a heavy. And, like, especially if you're a woman and you're going by yourself, like, it's always good to have somebody down there to be like, no, you're not going to take advantage of my situation. Yeah. yeah. Bring the muscle. Yeah. yeah. You gotta bring the muscle. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jamie's the muscle. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. I don't see anyone's muscle. The purpose is what sealed it. It's because I'm, like, <laughs> inhaling these apple cinnamon Cheerios secondhand, by the way. I got them from someone who left. And I Oh, been... I thought you were going to say you got them from someone who already ate them. And I was like, dang, Jamie, the road has changed you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm grizzled. Welcome back to the Pyramid Guys, Gals, and Non-Binary Pals. My name is Amanda, and I am your host every freaking week. Um, this week, I have with me two um, tried and true, forged through the fire, trauma-bonded besties, Cecilia and Jamie. Woo! Very exciting. Via the phone and the internet. So exciting to hear both of your voices again. I feel like these... You two are people that I am like actively upset that I don't see more often. You know what I mean? Like Agreed. I Dang. wish, or I hope you know what I mean. Dang, what if I <laughs> what if I said that and you were like, I don't really feel that way. <laughs> I feel nothing towards you. Thank you. Good night and God bless. <laughs> it just ends the call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> um. So, what is what's the first question? Oh, what is your experience with just like the arts? in general, starting with, um, Cecilia. Um, I kind of, it's funny cause we're all like kind of have an artistic background, so that'll be fun. Um, I went to school and majored in theatrical design and production and arts administration. And I did like a lot of stage management work and I, um, then graduated and now I work, um, at Disney world and I'm an entertainment manager right now. So I've definitely been, um, like exposed to the arts <laughs> one good day. Um, and then exposed is a good word. Exposed <laughs> is a good word. Perhaps the bare minimum when you explain that. Um, and then I also like danced growing up for five years. Um, so I like was watching dance moms kind of as that was happening like mm -hmm. I was always older than the girls but like I definitely that was a part of my upbringing so I know the dance world too specifically mm -hmm. Jamie what about you uh my background with the arts is I first got my start in I was 15 in high school and I was in the forensics club like the one where you read essays not the one where you solve crimes <laughs> 
and right, I right. got <laughs> suckered into doing being a spotlight for my high school's production of Wizard of Oz, and then I got turned into like the assistant stage manager, and I got turned into the board op. Um, and that basically sums up my career because I have since um, I went to school for stage management and then proceeded to not stage manage. And I've now been a theatrical rigger. I've been a general stagehand. I've been a gen tech. I've been production manager, stage manager. I've been a dinosaur puppeteer. I've sold dinosaur yes. merchandise. Yes. I've um, worked off Broadway with the most utterly cast I've ever met. Um, so I've done a lot. <laughs> It kind of my whole career has been like doing a bunch of different stuff and being mm -hmm. like god i hope this works out and then finally start working out because people see my resume and they're like oh my god you've done so much and i'm like yeah Thanks. you're like um, well i've collected a lot of experiences over yeah yeah over the time and so i'm currently girl bossing gender neutral as the um <laughs> i'm i'm the head of rehearsal operations for a cruise ship company uh i can say it it's virgin voyages um down wow. in Marino, florida <gasps> yeah you guys are so much cooler than me. It's like, it's making me sweaty. <laughs> like breaking out into like jealous sweats. <laughs> um, what about, so Cecilia, you kind of already mentioned this. Um, Jamie, what's your experience with Dance Moms as a show? Like, did you watch it? Were you aware of it outside of me bothering you to be on the podcast? Like, what was your <laughs> point of reference? You didn't bother me. So I, my previous experience <laughs> with Dance Moms is... I remember I watched one episode, specifically the lollipop episode, which I think was like episode five of season oh one. Gosh. Uh, late night when I woke up in the middle of the night once, I was like, even at like age 11, I was like, this is too intense for me. Um, <laughs> and so I promptly changed the channel and started watching Forensic Files. Um, <laughs> oh! <laughs> Forensic Files! <laughs> but, oh uh, since, but so since then, I, I, I stepped away from the Dance Moms world, but then for, I literally, I treated this like I was preparing for a production. I watched the episode I had to watch, I took my notes, and then I made a note that said, I should review prior episodes of the podcast to find my lane. And so, um, <laughs> my gosh. So I, I production managed my appearance on this. So oh I, no, I love that. I, it's so funny because there are like, I, when I did the, uh, I guess it was the third episode with my sister. My sister's a very analytical person. She's an attorney and mm -hmm. she was really stressed about it. I'm not going to be funny. I'm not going to know what to say. It's not going to be like witty. It's not going to be banter. Like, I don't know what, I, you know, she was really like stressed out about it. So there's always like that one type of person. And then there's the other type of person, like my friend Eli, who by the time this comes out, we will have heard from him last week. I was like, come over and he's like, okay. And he just sat on my couch and was like, tell me what to do. And it was like, you know what I mean? Like there's so, there's two different like, like lanes of people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of like, I'm going to, I'm going to prepare versus, <laughs> well, just like tell me what I'm supposed to say and I'll try to be funny, you know? Right. Um, Okay, so let's talk about the pyramid of, like, the world. We have things on that are on the bottom level, uh, you know, going on in culture, going on in society, going on in the world, and then, like, mid-level things, and then, like, top-tier, A-tier, God-tier things happening. Do you guys have anything for the bottom of the pyramid? Like, stuff that, that's happening right now that you're not a huge fan of? I have been, like, at any time I've listened to the podcast and mm -hmm. your guests are like, I don't know. I'm like, how could you not know? Like, you just have to think about it. 
And I literally like only have one thing and it's not for the bottom. So I'm still brainstorming. So no, it's have good. To get to me. <laughs> it's fine. Jamie, do you have anything? Yes. And I actually just saw that. I can't, you know, in TV shows where they look around and say their name is like Apple headphone. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> because they look at the objects around them. So I have a basil plant that was gifted to me by an Italian man before he left for Whoa. his flight on the ship and he was like please water it every- i'm not gonna do an italian accent he's like please water it every day and i just looked at it and i was like i'm gonna have to leave this guy here and he's going to pair it but he has made so many good salads for me so it's bottom here i gotta leave my friend behind in two days oh no Aww. your friend the plant <laughs> to leave the my plant friend- behind by an italian man named alfredo um, <laughs> wow is that a real person his name, yeah, I can't say, I'm not going to say his full oh, legal name. Yeah, I don't want to dox him. His full first name is Alfredo, and I met him, and I was like, because <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. Like Dang. Boss. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Name. I'm sure he has to explain that, like, all the time. He'd be like, yes, that is my actual name. <laughs> like My real human name. Yeah. <laughs> that is a bummer. Leaving, honestly, leaving a plant or, like, seeing that a plant has died is also such a sad thing like for no reason you know what i mean like plants yeah. are very dramatic like if they're like i'm in the wrong dirt i'm gonna die now you know like they don't really <laughs> care about they don't really care about sticking around so it's like but some, for some reason like watching a plant die is just very stressful or knowing like i'm gonna go and by the time i get back that thing's gonna be dead like it's a very yeah. stressful feeling yeah. um okay i, I have thought Oh, what you got, Cecilia? I thought of something. Um, what do you have? So for the bottom is, uh, so I work at Disney and like I'm very much in like the Twitter world of Disney and like the mm-hmm. TikTok world of Disney. And like mm-hmm. anytime a new line of merchandise comes out, which is seriously every single day. It's like, like pretty constant. Yeah. It's, it is nonstop, which is Dang. fine. And I get that Disney is a company that wants to make money. And like, mm-hmm. but people are just so serious about getting like the limited release merch to the point where they had these they have popcorn buckets that they sell and it changes like they'll change the character or the i've heard about these and so they were selling these figment which is like a character is it the purple dragon yes they were selling yes i've been seeing that all over tiktok yeah so the line for the day that this item like premiered in epcot which is one of the parks in disney world um, the line was literally five hours long and people <gasps> were, you know, bringing their friends. Like you can only buy two per person. So people were coming in crowds. So, you know, this party yeah. of five can cop 10 and then sell them online for double. So it's Dude. like a business, which. Yeah. Like the black market. <laughs> right. It, literally. And it's just, <laughs> and I, I just don't, it is, a, it is not a respectable way to earn money in my view. You know, like you. That's so weird. It, it, it's just it's it's you're ruining the park experience for other people yeah like you yeah. are making this problem worse and the mm-hmm. next time that they sell you know the figment x y and z like the line seven hours long for the first mm-hmm. day and it's just like that's not that's not like the magic of disney like i'm very obviously i work at disney i'm very passionate about like creating a magical experience for the guests and everything mm-hmm. so when that is something that's happening at the parks even if you're not online 
for the figment popcorn bucket or whatever the merch is that day like mm -hmm. it's still impacting the atmosphere of the environment and i i just hate it i wish that wasn't a thing and i wish everybody could just focus on like buying three things at the end of the day to be like oh this is how i want to remember the day and then like walking away from the park and that's yeah the, the shopping experience and not making it this like economical game yeah that's what i was gonna say because like if you're someone who's reselling like disney merch that can only be bought in the park for me because like i'm super dumb and i'm very bad at math so for me <laughs> if if i were like going into the park with the intention of turning a profit i would be always thinking about well like how much of this can i sell to make sure that the price of my admission was worth it you know what i mean and thinking like you know like i feel like as a as not even like but it ruins it for everybody. It ruins it for you because you're always thinking about it and you're ruining it for everybody else too because the person who just wants to get the one popcorn bucket to keep for themselves is also struggling because of you. So it's like no one, it really doesn't feel like anybody like benefits from that kind of thing. No. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah that is annoying. Big L. Um, yeah, big. <laughs> yeah. Big fat bottom. Yeah, big <laughs> yeah. bottom item. Um, I, for me, the thing at the bottom of the pyramid, um, is nostalgia. Um, be because a nostalgia, she's a liar. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Like mm -hmm. I am currently in like a, in the transitional period in my life career wise. And <laughs> it's like this, like struggle of trying to like find a new job and like start a new like path, uh, has me missing parts of my life that I actively hated. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like I now oh, yeah. like I'm thinking about college and like I hated college. I hated right. it all the time. Constantly. I did not have a good time in college, but now I'm like, Oh my gosh, I remember when I was in college and all I had to do was like go to class and like be traumatized religiously. And like everything <laughs> was so easy. And then I'm That's like, wait, simple. let me back up real quick because I hated college or like I currently work. Uh, I work in education at the moment and mm -hmm. I sometimes I like think about the age that the people I work with are the students I work with are and I'm like dang I miss being this age uh I, I absolutely do not when I was that age I did not like being that age yeah you know what I mean yeah. so it's like I wish I could just have like a more critical opinion of the past instead of like a nostalgic lens kind of governing, you know, my opinions about things that I went through in my life. I you know, totally it's like, agree. I agree. don't, I did not have a good time in college. I don't want to go back to college. It was not fun, but for some reason in, in like a more uh, unstable part of uh, like part of my life right now, it's like really got me missing college. And like, that's messed up because yeah. I did not have fun. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. Anytime I'm stressed here about X, Y, and Z, like being mm -hmm. an adult, I'll like, like romanticize early lockdown where I was like stuck <laughs> at home with my parents and brothers and for uh -huh. the first time in so long. So I had to like really readjust to like living in a house of a family of five again for literally 24 seven because we weren't leaving the house. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I'm like, wow, those are the good old days. I'm like, Cecilia, no, no, they weren't. They no, really, they were. yeah. like, no, we should not be going back to that. Yeah. Yeah. That is what it is, is romanticizing. That's what exactly. it is. Yeah. Like this is, this was bunk. I did not have a good time when this was <laughs> happening the first time. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, do you guys have anything else for the bottom or are you ready to move to the middle? I'm good to move to the middle tier. I think I'm ready for middle. Epic. Um, what do you guys have? What you got? <laughs> 
so I was thinking about this. This is the one thing I came up with today is John Mulaney is my middle tier <laughs> item because <laughs> I have been a fan of him for probably at least five years. And I love all of his comedy specials. I love Oh Hello. Like some of the jokes on there are a little are a little much, but mainly I like it. Um, I, I like have anytime he's on SNL, I'm like, yes, this is going to be a good week. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole him, like, like relapsing, which like that, you know, everyone's human, like, you know, I'm not going to judge him on that front, but like relapsing and then divorcing his wife and then quickly meeting Olivia Munn and, and like then having, having a baby, baby, yeah. like within mm-hmm. a year of, of going back to, um, the drug, where, where do you go? Therapy? Rehab. Yeah. Within rehab. a year of going to rehab, you're yeah. now a father for the first time. Yeah, I have questions. I just have questions. No judgment, just questions. Like, I just, I just, I like, I think I am judging him because. Go for it. Because that to me does not seem like a solid life plan. Like, I want this child to have like the best upbringing and like a supportive environment. And I feel Mm -hmm. that when a relationship is, is rushed like that and it's like, right after a divorce and you're one of your parents is like fresh out of rehab like you're not this the odds are not stacked up in this kid's favor which like sucks and I love John Mulaney as a comedian and as a creator but like it's it is frustrating now that as a person like I was always like oh my gosh like I wish like John Mulaney wasn't married like oh my gosh he's perfect he's so funny Mm -hmm, yeah and now I'm like oh he seems to be problematic (laughs) on like a lot of levels yeah the things that have been happening the past year like I wish him nothing but the best I hope like I'm wrong and that he and his child and his relationship with Olivia like blossoms to no end but like I'm nervous that that is not the case. And that's mm-hmm. why like the balance between his life and like his personal life and his professional life, like that's why he's in the middle for me. It's very much yeah. in balance. I like that. I That makes sense. It's, it's always so frustrating to see, especially liberal men, like double back into being problematic. Right. You know what I mean? Like liberal dudes who call out like, this is sexist or like, this is racist. But then on the down low, and I'm not talking about like tweets from 15 years ago. I mean, like on the, actively currently on right. the down low, yeah. they are themselves are problematic. I'm like, right. dang, I really thought you were one of the good ones, huh? Yeah, exactly. Like I was like, oh my gosh, if I could be, you know, if I could be like his wife or, or you know, or if I could be, you know, like meet someone like him or in like whatever, like their relationship's so perfect. And obviously not. Obviously that was not the case. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Jamie, what you got for the middle? I think my middle tier item is the Orlando dating scene. Uh, Dang. (laughs) Dang. And it's middle tier, not bottom tier. Uh, Top tier. Just kidding. (laughs) Uh, It's middle tier because, like, it's, I mean, I feel it's, like, comically bad. Because it's not bottom tier because, like, I'm having fun with it. Like, I messaged someone yesterday who had messaged me literally just hey jamie and i said hi what's up and he said not much what's up with you baby girl like Dang. literally second message and i was like <laughs> i went oh and just like <laughs> closed the app got back to work Shut it down. Um, yeah and then like i met like some cute people and then they like once again just come out of the gate swinging with like 
the wildest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, like, has anyone, actually, have, I, I, with people like that, I want to ask them, like, have you ever had a conversation with someone before? Yeah. You know what it's like to, to speak to people? Like, yeah. you would think some of these, especially these men, some of these men have never spoken to a woman ever. And they have, they're like, I, this is how a conversation with a woman goes, right? They're just yeah. taking their best guess. <laughs> like, they don't have any experience ever. So, yeah. yeah, they've never, someone just told them that the word woman exists and they're like, okay, I'm huh? going to figure yeah. it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to figure Which, it out, yeah. Coupling it into the New York City dating scene as well. I guess I'm just going to complain about the dating scene in the major cities very quickly. <laughs> there you go. Um, because I got a man's childhood stuffed animal on the second date <gasps> when I was living in New York City. What? And I'm like, I told him, I was like, very politely, please, no. And he's like, just <gasps> keep it. And I was like, I really don't want to. And then he was like, just keep it. And so now I have somewhere tucked away in my father's basement, the stuffed (laughs) dragon from basically a stranger's childhood after he put his arm around me in the park and then was like, can I kiss you? And I said, no. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And then he said, can we cuddle sometime? Nothing will happen. And I said, absolutely not have a great night i love that the like very slick romantic move of asking someone if they if you can kiss them and being like no (laughs) nope absolutely not park in new york city freezing my ass off yeah yeah not romantic no, no, said, no. Baby, turn them streetlights down low. And nothing went low. <laughs> <laughs> the Nashville dating scene is also trash, it, especially on apps where they at, where they like have prompts, right? Where oh. like it'll be like, "What's the most adventurous thing you've done?" And it'll be like, "Move to Nashville with no plan." That's not a good intro to who you are. Oh, you're reckless. Okay, left. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like they'll say like their job is listed as songwriter. I see you, I hear you, I feel you. But just say you're unemployed. If you're unemployed, just say that. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Everybody's a songwriter in Nashville. I don't know what to tell you. This is the home of country music. It's music City, baby. We're all songwriters. If you're unemployed, just say so. <laughs> Stupid. So funny. Um, for me, the thing I have in the middle of the pyramid is the is the current um like product shortage at grocery stores. Mm. Um, it's in the middle because like, I understand what's going on uh, as much as, um, a hot woman can understand economics because that's <laughs> about all I've got. Um, but uh, like, I, I do understand that it's not just about me getting my desired brand of mac and cheese yeah. and like, it's a bigger global issue, which is why it's in the middle yeah. and not me like it's on the bottom. You know, like I, <laughs> I totally understand that it is a larger issue. However, I had to do, um, I have had to do lots of substitutions for the stuff that I want. And sometimes I just really want a certain thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. not being at the grocery store will like put me in tears sometimes. I'm like, dang, I really wanted the like screaming hot veggie straws and they're out. Yeah. Dang. You know, and I know it's a bigger issue. Like, I know it's not just about me, but at the same time, dang you know sometimes it's yeah. just it being out of stuff or like even just like seeing an aisle that's like almost totally empty i know like, that's, that's so kind of scary yeah like yeah. what is. is going on like are people taking everything again or is it a shortage or is it both or is it or is it like you know your local grocery store can't staff people because people don't want to work anymore like yeah. it's all of these very equally scary things right. that like you know materialize in i don't get my favorite snack yeah <laughs> you know it's the, cold, it's the cold cold fear of no paper place you're not sure why yeah 
<laughs> yeah, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, the oh, lack boy. of disposable plates is keeping metaphor. us up at night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, that is what it is. <laughs> Jamie, but, were you saying it's the tunnel metaphor? Yeah, but instead of the light, <laughs> it's screaming hot veggie straws. Dude, I one time I very recently at a at a meeting at the the place where I work, someone's <laughs> Someone said something about like, you know, this current year being the light at the end of the tunnel. And someone said, yeah, sometimes the light at the end of the tunnel is a headlight of a train. <laughs> I was like, that's it. That is what it is of it being like, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but I'm also about to get hit by a train. A locomotive is about to flatline me. Yeah. Yeah. Not fun stuff. I feel like <laughs> I, I just was going to say, I feel like the South always has really good sayings and i've never heard that and that's being added to the catalog currently like i no it's it's true it is a different language i had another friend of mine on instagram recently who posted a bunch of like southern things and she was like let you know let me know in the poll like have you heard this or have you not and Mm -hmm. she was explaining to uh, her partner that the what the phrase half of half of one six a dozen is the other had they that her partner had never heard that phrase before mm-hmm. and she was explaining to them like half of one six a dozen like six of a dozen is the same thing as half of something else so oh. you would say that in the context of like well either way if you do it you know this way or that way it doesn't matter so right, you would say like half of one same. six is the other like you would just kind of run all those words together and so then she was like well wait a minute like what about you know all these other things and it's true like uh yeah this people in the south have a different way of speaking to each other and if you're not if you're not in it constantly it's like what the hell are you even saying what is this metaphor about a cat in a room full of rocking chairs like what are you talking about (laughs) no but i love them because i think i think they're eloquently created and i think they work so because it's just legitimately so practical because you know when you're like have two friends who just have two different ways of approaching something and it's like kind of problematic or whatever. I'll just be like, yeah, you know what? Like different strokes for different folks. And then it's mm-hmm. just like a, such a smooth way to like discuss it. If it mm-hmm. me, like whatever it is, I just, I love that phrase. Yeah. 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 It's good stuff. I had someone tell me today there, cause they were complaining about someone like doing too much. They're like, they want it to have it every other way, but honey, this ain't a Burger King. <laughs> so true there it is yeah i had someone uh with this person i follow on instagram so it reminded me of one that i used to say or used to hear all the time but i don't hear it as much anymore i think it is an older phrase but people would say the light's on but no one's home yeah. <laughs> you would say that about somebody who like you would think that they would know what's going on like you would say that about like kathy or melissa you'd be like well the light's on but nobody's home <laughs> like the elevator yeah yeah the the uh the elevator's not reaching all the way to the top yeah yeah for sure um what do y'all have for the top the the top level of experiences of things um i'm gonna i was telling this to jamie before is that i really enjoy the brownie batter donut that dunkin donuts has this time of year and it's like it. I am not somebody who's just like super into fast food. I like I I get myself coffee a lot, but I don't really venture out into pastries or sandwiches or like really any other fast food. Um, mm-hmm. But this is the one thing that every year I'm like, yes, and I like <laughs> go to like waiting. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like the one thing that I'm like, why don't they sell it year round? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, like, there's nothing else in America that I have to, like, qualm with except this one donut. So I got it for the first time for the, the season today, and it was really, really good. That is amazing. Have you heard that TikTok audio where it's, like, me every day of the year, and it's like, man, I hate America. America stinks. I hate being here. And then it's, like, me during the Olympics, and it's, like, red, white, and blue. Baby, yeah. these colors don't run. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how you out the donut. Yeah, literally. <laughs> this batter don't run. <laughs> literally. Except I love it that does, though. And that's what makes it wonderful. It's like so, a regular donut. And then on the inside, it's brownie batter. And then on the top, it's chocolate icing. And then on top of that, it's like uh, red, white, and pink sprinkles in a shape of wow. a heart. <gasps> we love a girl with layers. Oh, yeah. Dang. Dang, I love that. I'm gonna have to go get me one. Do you are you a Dunkin' Donuts like purist because you're from the north? Is that like your thing? No, because that's not really practical, nay, you know, internationally <laughs> right. speaking. So I <laughs> right. um, like it, it's, I I I always say I switch between Starbucks and Dunkin'. Um mm-hmm. you ever so. been to a Krispy Kreme? I <laughs> yeah but like not in. but you're like no not in a patterned way like i'm really more to the coffee aspect like the whole caramel macchiato thing that is paying seven or eight dollars for that when i then like that's like i do not bat an eye i'm like do you guys want more like that's fine with me um even though it's very impractical (laughs) (laughs) right right yeah, I I have friends of mine who are from the north who have like relocated to the south for whatever reason and will not go anywhere other than a Dunkin'. They're like all of this other stuff is crap. Like I'm going a one town over because for whatever reason the town I live in doesn't have any Dunkins. It's really annoying. But they'll go to the the next town like 15 minutes away just for a cup of <laughs> coffee. And it's always very funny to me. But like, I mean, live your truth. Like sometimes that is the only thing that gets you through the day is like the one drink from, you know, a place. So like, you know, do what you got to do. But it's just always been very funny to me. But practically speaking, Starbucks is always so consistent. Like whatever you Mm -hmm. get there, like the brew, always so consistent. The recipe Mm -hmm. for whatever drink, so consistent. When you Mm -hmm. go to Dunkin', it's really hit or miss, which is part of the fun. You never know. (laughs) Because, like, like the drink I got today was, like, it was all right. But, like, sometimes when you get a really good drink from Dunkin', you're, like, yes. So it's, like, a good day. <laughs> yeah. But, but, like, anyone who's, like, I can never go anywhere besides Dunkin', I'm, like, yeah, you can. Like, I, you can. Yeah. You can. <laughs> you, you, you can. <laughs> it's an option. <laughs> um, Jamie, what about you? My top tier item. Mm-hmm. I have two. I'm going to split it. Um, I'm bad at improv. First (laughs) item is being able to do this because I've missed you all. Oh, I'm going to. Why am I crying? Um, I miss you guys too. I miss you guys too. Truly, it's like speaking to the little goblin that I was in Summer Sock and being like, hey, buddy. Hey, champ, like, you get to keep these people around. You may not talk super often, but, like, the love Dang. is still there. And that's, that's beautiful. That's and it. Just, I love yeah. that. That is it. Yeah. It's just, I was sending Cecilia, like, side-by-side photos of us at Disney when we mm-hmm. went the other day. And then us from, like, sloshed out of the party at mm-hmm. the summer stock. And I was like, look, they grew up. And Cecilia said, it's a glow up at least. Yeah. Uh, it, it really is. It's true. Yeah, for real, for real. 
and how yeah. like much we've grown and changed and stuff and how like at least for me i i feel like from Shan- the, the from the summer stock on it's been like onwards and upwards like 100 yeah. like yeah 100 hundo p for sure for sure what's did you have something else jamie Yes, my secondary item is that I always travel with a flag. Um, so, explain. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> this sounds so ominous. Um, <laughs> so, I some background. I've been on this is technically so I've been freelancing like all across the U.S. for a while now. But when I started on my second national tour, I bought a flag for one of my favorite bands, and I was like, "What if I went against hotel rules? I'm gonna get blacklisted from every hotel." And yeah, put, 3M, put 3M hooks on the wall and start hanging <sighs> the flag. And the one I have right now says, in no uncertain terms, I don't give a shit. And I just love it. <laughs> and I, I love, love that for you. I'll have to send a photo. It has Mario and Peach on it. It's from one of my favorite <laughs> bands that had me whipped. It's, they're named Pup. They're like a punk rock band. Um, <laughs> but it literally just says, it has Mario and Peach and it just says, I don't give a shit. And Dang. I accidentally left it up when the cleaning people came in the other day, but I oh. hope they looked at it and they went, sit. <laughs> so it's top <laughs> it's top tier because it's a well-traveled flag and it's like a little bit of home and personalization to an otherwise white, starchy hotel room that yeah. I've been living yeah. in. Yeah. Love that. I love that. Um I for me, what I've got is um engaging in media based on a recommendation. Um, I'm currently, I'm watching a, a TV show, uh, only murders in the building. <gasps> I've and it also is, seen that show. It's so good. And I, the only reason I'm watching it is the same reason I'm reading, um, a court of thorns and roses, like that book series. It's just because like my parents recommended that I watch only murders in the building. And my best friend recommended that book series to me. And like, initially I wasn't super hyped on either one of those things, but then I thought like, well, I'll watch the show and I'll read this book series just to have something to talk about. That's not super intense, you know, with my family and my best friend, like I don't always mm-hmm. want to be talking about like heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I have, I've like enjoyed both uh you know the tv show and the books like fine uh but i've really enjoyed getting to talk to them about it you know and like talking to my best friend about this series of books that she loves she loves she will not shut up about them and being able to talk to her about them and her being like okay so these are my thoughts this is my opinion you know all these things and then like talking to my parents about something that's not super emotional and super intense you know like have you found a new job you know like not right. any of that but just like i watched right. steve martin and martin short make a joke and it made me giggle you know like yeah. something surface level like that <laughs> it's just like nice of like oh we can talk about something that doesn't necessarily have to do with like the contents of my soul we can right. just talk about culture and yeah yeah it's nice and i also like both things you know they're yeah. recommended to me by people that know me really well right. so i like mm-hmm. i like both things just fine but i really like talking about them with people more you know yeah yeah i agree um, yeah I, if you want to talk about only murders in the building with me i would happily do that because I. it's really good i was i mean like listen i love my parents i think my parents are great um sometimes we don't always align in taste yeah you know yeah, um, that's fair. and so I was a little hesitant, but then the same friend who recommended, uh, the book series was also like, no, you need to get on that TV show. It's real funny. Yeah. And so then, I, you know, with the second recommendation, then I did. It, and I was like, oh, this is nice. But yeah, it's really, I'm, I'm surprisingly interested in it and invested. I mean, yeah. 
Um, okay, are you guys ready to talk about this episode? Yes. yes. Let's get into it. Yeah. Okay. So excited. <laughs> Got a lot to talk about. This is the eighth episode in the first season. It's called Love on the Dance Floor. Um, it aired initially in August uh, on August 31st of 2011. Uh, when it starts, we get this previously on Dance Moms. And I just wrote, oh, I remember racism. I know her well. <laughs> uh, because last week we got the episode where uh, Abby made Mia do a quote unquote ethnic dance where she yeah. made her wear leopard print and an afro and dr holly yeah. nia's mom was uh understandably obviously very upset and so it was like oh you know this is the drama from last week and holly's gonna be on the chopping block because she has an opinion about the safety of her child you know it's a lot of that um but then when we open on the actual episode, we're already in Florida, which was a little disorienting. It took it takes a few <laughs> minutes for the show to tell you what's going on, because all of a sudden we're in a different studio in a different state, and there is a pyramid happening. And eventually they tell us that they're that. Or I, I'm sure they actually said it, and I just wasn't paying attention. But I had to rewind it because I was like, "What's happening?" Um, they tell us that we are in Florida, starting on the road in Florida, and that we are about to attend Star Power in. Orlando. So I guess it was just easier for them to go to Florida and then like practice for the competition in Florida and then mm -hmm. go to the competition that's in Florida. I don't didn't totally understand what the point of that was, but whatever. So they get out of this like van that they're all in. They get into the studio and we see on the mirror like pieces of paper taped onto the mirror. And it's the first time that we see the pyramid in her real glory, right? It's the, the very iconic snatching away the copy paper to reveal who's underneath. <laughs> Long gone are the days of the left aligned isosceles triangle. That's been like magnetic to a, um, a chalkboard. None of that anymore. We're on the mirror. The children walk in, they're facing the copy paper and Abby turns around and she says, where's Kathy? And I, initially, I didn't I didn't get this when I first watched it, but now I understand what happens. I wrote down, how did you not know? How did you make it from Pittsburgh down to Florida and not notice that Kathy and Vivi are not there? <laughs> that, was, that was my first question. It is made apparent later that they that the van that they were in did not pick them up from the airport. It picked them up from their hotel. So yeah. they've been in a hotel and Kathy's in the hotel. But my first thought was like, how the hell are you in Pittsburgh? And you didn't notice from Pittsburgh to Orlando that <laughs> Kathy and Vivi are not with you because Kathy is a loud woman. She would have made, you know, it would yeah, have been pretty yeah, obvious I, just like by the silence that she was not there. Right. Anyway. I, I at one point wrote a note that said, what's the beef with Kathy? And then immediately put beside it, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just her existing yeah <laughs> my goodness um so and her sweet baby daughter is also absent in this moment in time and then because of that so abby starts snatching away pictures uh off of the or um, the copy paper away to reveal the pictures on the pyramid and mm -hmm. mckenzie and vivi were gonna do a duet but mm -hmm. alas vivi is nowhere to be seen and so McKenzie just doesn't get to do anything this week, which is kind of a bummer. And they're on the bottom and they're not, I mean, they're just kind of there, you know, they're not really in any sort of competition to be on the pyramid because they're like three years younger than everybody else. But yeah. they were going to do a duet that they had previously rehearsed. And since Vivi's not there now, McKenzie doesn't get to do anything. Oh yeah. Just kind of a bummer. Sweet baby McKenzie. I, in my 
throughout the whole episode just kept writing like poor Nia, poor Mackenzie, yep. poor Maddie. Yeah. Like watching mm-hmm. the show, being older, like I was always older than the girls when I was watching this, but like thinking like they're literally eight or ten. Yeah, or they are babies. It is yeah. it is hard watching like and poor Chloe. Like Chloe mm-hmm. was like always my favorite and like the and she was always my favorite to watch dance. Like Maddie is also quite good, obviously, but like I always like loved watching Chloe dance and I was always so sad how much in like the early seasons at least she was always like put down on and like looking down at herself and like the whole comparing her to Maddie and then being gaslit like no she's not ever being compared to Maddie that's literally never happening like, <laughs> yeah and it, yeah and it, when it very much actively is always like, happening it literally, it like, literally, it literally is yeah yeah um so Chloe is next on the pyramid she doesn't get a new solo she's the only one who doesn't get a new solo um and she says it's not it's like she's just I don't know. She just doesn't think it's super fair. Um, mm-hmm. And then Abby somehow blames Christy for because, of course, she does. But she says something like, well, uh, fourth place was good enough for me, but it wasn't good enough for your mom. When yeah. when was the last time not first place was ever okay for Ms. Miller? Hmm? Literally. When? Because yeah. I don't think fourth place is ever... I don't think anything except first is ever good enough for her. So that's a lie. You're just making Christy a weapon. Uh, you're you're lying. Your fourth place mm-hmm. is never good enough for you. Like don't don't be spreading lies. Just you know, own up to it. Um, and then at the the last person on the bottom is of course Nia. Um, and what I thought was very nice. I talked about this last week with Eli, where we we talked a lot about how Holly is not you know it's not her job to educate people on why yeah. racism is bad. You know that it does right. not fall to her. But I do appreciate her, like, her being articulate enough to tell people in a very accessible, digestible way what Abby did is wrong and mm-hmm. why what Abby did is wrong. And so she says, like, I'm glad that Nia didn't place because Laquifa was a very offensive number and it's not yeah. a good look. And so she says, I commend the judges because hopefully they saw that this was a stereotype and they didn't want to reward the studio who perpetuates the stereotype dr holly yeah of course pop off um and then abby blames holly she's like well you're on the bottom of the pyramid because your mom has opinions about your wellness and safety and i don't like that and so but holly is unbothered she also says abby says um she she looks at holly and says that she doesn't want an altercation like last week and holly goes it was not an altercation abby it was a conversation because nobody was screaming and yelling it was just Holly calling out Abby being a racist. So it was not an altercation. And Abby was like, well, I don't want any conversations like we had in Connecticut. And Holly just rolls her eyes. She's like, whatever. Oh my gosh. An unbothered queen. Holly is just literally the least problematic and the most level-headed person on the show by so far. (laughs) By a lot. I'm often surprised that she's on this, that she and Mia, like, (laughs) read over the contracts and, like, looked at Lifetime and they were like, yep, this is a really good decision. Like, this is (laughs) a good way to, you know, proceed. And I just cannot imagine this being the same person doing that. But I'm grateful to have her on the show because she really, like, gives a reality check every once in a while, which is very helpful. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. Next is Maddie, which is so weird because we don't talk about Brooke and Paige are in the middle, but we don't hear about 
them, which is strange. So we just skip over them and we talk about Maddie. Um, and Maddie, she says Maddie did really well and whatever, but she could have done without the tears because as we all know, Abby hates emotion uh, unless it's anger <laughs> yeah. and rage. Uh, other, if it's not anger or rage, she doesn't know how to respond to it. Um, so she's like, no more crying, no more tears. So this week we're doing, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about this, but we have to. Um, this week we're doing a group, a group routine called Snapshot, where mm. the girls are models. Uh, upsetting. And then Abby, you know, there's this very ominous picture that's taped up above, that's covered and taped up mm-hmm. above Maddie's at the top, top of the pyramid, like the tippy top. And no one knows who it is. And Abby says, like, I've got a really big surprise for you. And one of the moms says, is it a boy? And that felt gross. I did not enjoy that moment in time. And then Abby, like, snaps the piece of copy paper away. And it reveals, like, the most Ken doll-looking boy I've ever seen in my life. Like, with (laughs) with the, like, slicked up mohawk in the middle and everything. Like, he... He is the dancer boy. And they freak out. Especially Melissa. She she looks up like concerningly excited that Brandon is gonna be at the competition this weekend. She freaks out about mm-hmm. he's gonna be the photographer and the girls are gonna be the models and like, oh my gosh, we have a boy. And she she gets really weird about it. I don't I don't know, maybe kind of uncomfy. Yeah. I have quite a few notes for the introduction of this boy whose name I cannot remember. Brandon. Uh, first, Brandon. First of all, I said it's the single diamond stud for me because he has a single diamond stud earring that I noticed Blessed. immediately glimmering like the north <laughs> sky in this headshot. And then also Abby talked about him like he was cattle. She's like, he's very masculine. He's yes. very strong. I'm proud of my boys. My yeah, and I'm very proud of the fact that my boys are masculine on stage. I don't, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I can't pinpoint why I don't like it, but I just don't. It just makes me feel gross. I don't like to hear her say that. I wonder if because in dance, if you have like the one, I don't want to say token boy, but the one occasional like male identifying child in the room, like mm-hmm. there is like the possibility the tendency that they are flamboyant to some extent and how mm-hmm. is different than like a really macho man and how she's mm-hmm. proud that her the you know the male children that she has on stage the male identifying children are like like they appear macho and that's like what's important to her and they're yeah. not they they don't look sassy like that's not it's never like a ryan Sharpay moment and that's what she's proud of yeah, very much Chad and not right. Ryan. Very much Troy. Ugh, yeah, but like it's just it. I I think you're right, Cecilia. I think that that is like a thousand percent what she's going after. Um, it just yeah. feels weird that all the that Melissa specifically is so excited that he's there. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure oh, yeah. your girls come in contact with dudes all the time. Like they go to school. You know what a boy is. You know what I mean? Like it's not like. <laughs> They. This is the first time they've ever seen a boy. It, they're just and, excited about Brandon. It's weird. And also, besides Brooke, Brandon's like way older than them. Yeah, he's so... way. He looks way older. Yeah, way, way, way older. Brooke is thirteen. She's the oldest out of all of them, but he looks older than her. Right. Which, like, if he's like fourteen and she's thirteen or whatever, like that's like whatever. If they want to mm-hmm. date, if they want to be close friends, like that, that checks out. But, like. 
to be like, oh my gosh, like Maddie and Chloe, do you guys want to hang out with Brandon? Like that's weird. You know, okay, let's do some quick math because I looked this boy up. He's a year, he's 26 right now. Oh my Lord. Oh, how old? I feel like- Quick math. Uh, He would have been 15. He would have been 15 at the time. He would have been able to have his learner's permit in the state of Tennessee. That is, I don't know. It just feels weird. The difference between 13 and 15 is a big difference. Yeah. And he's dancing with like Mackenzie, who's seven, which is not saying that they can't be in the same dance number, but to be like portraying this as like, oh my gosh, a boy's in the dance, a boy's in the dance. Like Mm -hmm. with with Mackenzie, who is seven is weird. (laughs) With these babies. Yeah. 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 He also Did you have something called, else, Jamie? Yeah, keep going. Yeah, I was going to say, he also called, uh, this note just says, Miss Abby, dot, 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 a gentleman? <laughs> because he calls her Miss Abby, and it was the most jarring thing I heard in the moment. Yeah. Like, I literally, I was writing down a note, and I looked up, and I said, what the heck? And then yeah. I had to immediately scribble it down. He, also, um, he went and joined um, the Air Force after this was over yeah i looked him up he or maybe it was the marines it was one of the the branches of the military but the most masculine one probably yeah probably macho on the world stage (laughs) yeah he uh he peaced out and like instead of i I think he left when he was in like high school when he was like really young oh wow he enlisted Mm. so it's and like the wikipedia article i found out about it which like take that for what it's worth but said something like you know, after an unrepairable relationship with Abby Lee Miller, he decided to enlist in the military. <laughs> oh, like that. There's no way those two things are that connected. Like, I'm sure they just happen to exist one right after yeah. the other. But I don't think Abby, like, made him join the, <laughs> the military because of how terrible she is. She was like, Brandon, you need to be even more masculine. Like, even yeah. like, go join the military and then up. come back and dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, also fun fact, his mom, Diane, who we also see, she, the moms yeah. are, Melissa is excited that Brandon's here because she's a weirdo. The moms are excited that Brandon's here because it means that Diane, his mom is also going to be here. And Diane, I looked her up and Diane is the event manager and coordinator for Christy and Chloe. So oh. when they go do speaking engagements, you have to book Christy and Chloe through Diane, which I thought was kind of interesting. Oh, that's so like Wild. today. Yeah, that's like, and I looked her up on Instagram, and that is the link in her bio is the Eventbrite link for Christy and Chloe, and she was like, all inquiries through, you know, this link. Interesting. So, yeah, I weird. thought that was interesting. Yeah, and also kind of weird. Sorry, I, I'll just stick with interesting, not weird. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, so we hear a little bit more about this, like group number that's about to be happening um and like it's weird there's there is like this perceived tension that's not really tension between brooke and brandon because when they were like children they used to kind of have a crush on each other and so abby is gonna you know exploit the heck out of that and in this number where all the girls are models she wants brando to be the photographer and fall in love with brooke your yeah. thoughts, your thoughts and opinions about that sentence. It feels a little like when I, you know, when I'm partnering up people in class, I partner them up with their crushes because I want to see that unfold. And that's kind of what this feels like, but mm-hmm. way more intense because it's it's being choreographed for a competition that will later be aired on television. Yeah. Yeah. 
And the whole, like, they're being sent on a date together. I don't mm. like that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It would be one thing to, if Abby framed it as, like, oh, like, why don't you guys, like, go get lunch together and, like, you know, mm-hmm. create a little bond. So, you know, when you're dancing, you guys have a little more trust there. You're a little more familiar with each other. Like, that'd, mm-hmm. be, that'd be cool. Like, oh, get some ice cream and have a good chat. But, you know, send, yeah. I'm sending you on a date is a bit is a bit intense. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. There is a, a definite space for, like, your scene partner, like, especially in the world of theater, right? Like, if you... I don't know. We have like where there's now this greater conversation about things like intimacy directors and fight directors and how to have conversations around people who have to portray being in any sort of relationship, a compatible relationship, a romantic relationship. And like, how do you build trust with the person as a person? And then how do your characters interact with each other? There's a a whole conversation about that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And this kind of stuff is why we have to have those conversations because you can't just send kids like I oh I get so frustrated about this kind of thing like you can't just send kids and like on a date and tell them to have a, a good time like that yeah. is not a safe environment right in it a makes, coerced way yeah with like an intended outcome like you're doing this so that you will have a connection there's no room for you telling me that you don't feel good about this that's not an option you're going on the date so that you will have a good time so that you will have a connection so we can win first place there's no room for anything other than that experience it's just weird i don't i don't like it it makes me yeah feel i'm sweaty i'm guessing we're probably gonna touch on in a little bit touch on when they're talking about like how they're actually dancing together because that, that yeah me out. yeah i've got um, that down when we get there yeah for sure yeah um but in terms of my reaction to like the general it feels like when like you know when like people are hanging out and there's like two babies present and they're like oh they're boyfriend and girlfriend like yes. it, just, mm-hmm. it feels so much like that where it's but here's the thing babies don't have a lick of idea of what's going on they're both <laughs> about enough. anything yeah yeah like they don't even know what the number two is yet yeah Meanwhile, <laughs> these kids are old enough to know what's going on and have a reaction to it which is understandably uncomfortable and so, of course, me, like, getting secondhand embarrassment from any show, I was immediately like, oh, no, because I could just see them, like, not screaming, but you could see them realizing, like, what was about to happen and mm-hmm. being comfortable in their mouth. And they're like, oh, my gosh, like, I had a thing when they were, like, nine and ten. Like, yeah. yeah. It was not and it, <laughs> it feels like the only, the only people that it, that this interaction is serving are the adults. You know, this yeah, isn't serving exactly. the kids at all. It's like they're not gaining anything from this experience. You want these kids to pretend to be dating so that you can get something out of it. Right. Which is just, yep. it's just yep. weird. It's just right. weird. I'm sure Abby's argument is like, well, if they go on this date and they have a good connection and then when the competition is happening and they are performing, it is visible by the judges, then they'll win, which means we all win. And that's right, right. like the, it, it's a good idea for everyone argument, but like, also, these are just kids. Like, let's relax. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, Brooke is not giving off. Like, I think Brandon, Brandon understands what the intention is. He understands mm-hmm. that he, that Miss Abby wants them to do this so that they can win the competition. He understands that that is what's happening. Brooke yeah. doesn't. She doesn't understand that that is what the, the desired outcome is. And so she is saying, we're hearing things from her. Like, well, we used to have a thing, but we don't like each other anymore. 
And so Brandon knows that he's building a foundation for acting. Brooke is perceiving the situation that she's being forced to fall in love with somebody. So they're not on the same, they're not on the same page at all about Mm -hmm. any of this because all the wine moms are like, look how cute they are. And no one is having like a real conversation about this kind of thing. So he understands that they're building, that he's building a foundation for acting. She thinks that they're on a real date. And Mm -hmm. that is like the beginning of this like discrepancy about like what's going on. Mm. Right. Um, And then like, like Jamie was saying this. So then we start seeing them dance together and Brandon does this thing where he like lifts her up and she's got both of her palms on his shoulders and she jumps and they're like looking like face to face. But then he like, she, he's being choreographed to do this. This is not him doing this because he feels like it. This is Abby Lee Miller telling him to do this. He like hooks, he like wraps his arms around her like knees kind of because she's up in the air and her knees are kind of like Mm -hmm. up at his chest. And then she tells Brooke like slow, 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 slow. And she is meaning that she wants Brooke to slide down to put her feet back on the floor really slowly, which is, I think what you were referring to earlier, Jamie, that that is really skeevy because this is and yeah. one of the moms says like this this move specifically mm-hmm. she said i think it was uh kelly she says i feel like i'm watching dirty dancing i don't feel like i'm watching my daughter and like this guy that she knows do a choreographer like this feels kind of mature for for what we're doing mm-hmm. yeah i remember one of the comments i think one of the moms says like because abby's like have chemistry it's like watching taste dry and uh one of the moms is like uh they didn't know about that type of chemistry at their young age and i was like yep agreed because this is like this is too much yeah i think and especially the ages of 13 and 15 the the exposure that they will have to hormones does not need help you know what i mean they're gonna figure this stuff out in due time because that's the age when that stuff gets figured out through whatever that means. Um, But like, you don't need to teach them this. They will figure it out by themselves eventually. And if it doesn't work this weekend, it's not the end of the world. Miss Miller, like several seats. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. I'm trying to think about if this happened to me when I was 13, not be well. (laughs) Would still be unpacking it. I Yeah. I'd still be in therapy over this. Like, it's just so on a like I still like if I have a crush on someone I'm like no one can know so like the fact that this is being broadcast (laughs) to so many people in all layers of her life is so terrible like I yeah not be able to handle it yeah he's married now he's like a fully grown adult now but it is still (laughs) doesn't necessarily undo anything I think wow. as someone who's an outsider to the culture, it's interesting. Like I, I call it like kids and makeup culture. It's like the toddler yes. type thing where it's uh-huh. like sexualizing kids. with like it's not sexual. It's cute. And I'm like, okay, but I'm watching a five year old do like a hip thrust. Like it's <laughs> make it, it make sense. Someone, yeah, like it's just like. And then at one point, um, Brooke says, "I'm not the same as I was at nine years old." I'm like, what? Like. <laughs> asking it's making kids act like adults and then being like oh no this isn't creepy like it's just fun and i'm like you do understand that things do have consequences and Mm -hmm. lasting effects like if you and i I saw i'm gonna age myself this i saw like a tumblr post that's like so many moms make their kids do their like make their kids do their makeup like them and so they have like dusty blue eyeshadow on and they're Uh like six 
and they look exactly like their moms. Like it's mm-hmm. just, sorry, I'm probably going down a whole other rabbit hole of like kids and makeup, but it's true. No, I think I think that's a good point, and it's yeah, it's just that whole uh idea of like oh no like well they're just kids like my friend uh jake says this thing that he says a lot where he says um yeah the math isn't mathing (laughs) and (laughs) like i feel like that about this where it's like well you're telling me that it's not sexual because they're kids Mm, but the math isn't mathing because they look like they're in dirty dancing so what else is it supposed to be if they're just kids why don't you give them kids choreography instead of giving kids adult choreography if they're exactly. kids if they're really kids and you want them to be perceived as kids say you know do you know make it match up with what you're saying right and there are plenty right. of options of age appropriate oh yeah themes and stories and choreography and like For obviously sure. as they are older like if Brooke wanted to do a dance that had like more mature themes like she's older than you know Mackenzie because they're six mm-hmm. years apart but the fact that they are all literally children, they do not have to be doing these over-sexualized... Honestly, they never have to be doing, like, any sexualized. Like, that is not an age yeah. thing. Like, they should just, like, not do that until, like, I don't know, they're they're adults. Until they can, like, For really sure. have a say in that. Mm-hmm. Until they can, like, give consent to it, right? They're too right. young to give consent. Right. Yeah. Um. So we leave them, and now we're at Nia's private lesson, and Holly, Dr. Holly is sitting in the back taking notes. She's like pulled out a notebook and she's taking notes because Abby's always like, well, you don't even know what's going on in the private. So how can you give your opinion? And so Holly's like, well, I'm first day of school. I'm here. Like what? Let me scribble down some notes. Um, And then we hear the music that Nia is going to be dancing to. And it is more cultural appropriation. Everybody's favorite thing ever. It's this very stereotypical Bollywood quote unquote, because that's the name of the solo She's like, it's this like quote unquote Bollywood music, right? And like, Nia is is doing what Abby continues to call an ethnic dance. I wrote in my notes, <laughs> Abby facilitating Nia's education on Black culture is something else. It is. It's so <laughs> weird. It's so weird to me. She in the last episode when she was Laquifa, um, Abby said that she she was like, well. The, the the dances that that black people do have a lot of heritage and it's important that nia learns that and i said oh my from Lord. you from yeah. you like this are you kidding me like that is an a, a that, white savior like, it, yeah, literally. Yeah, it's giving very much white savior it's so weird to me like her I mean, her black mom don't care <laughs> me i'll do it like, it's yeah. so stupid yeah, Dr. Holly, not up to the task. Abby no. Miller, <laughs> yeah. can 100% do it, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so she, uh, so Dr. Holly is in like her talking head and she says, we're doing another, and then she blinks at the camera and she goes, ethnic dance? Like she's saying it <laughs> to us without saying it to Lifetime. Another ethnic dance? Um. And then Abby's like, well, I don't understand why Holly's mad about this because I don't understand why she doesn't understand. I just want everybody to win. And I said, well, maybe winning's not everything. You know, maybe they're not mad about you wanting them to win. Maybe winning's not everything. And also maybe you're a racist. And yeah, with Laquifa. So why are you thinking that this is to track to send Nia down for success? Like if you are just talking about numbers, like Laquifa didn't place. So why are you going Mm -hmm. down further down that road? Yeah, just hunkering down even harder on something that did not work last time. Yeah. Very weird. 
I also, I made a note because at one point she like forces Neo's toes to touch the back of her head. And Ooh, yeah. Abby Lee Miller goes, is that hard? And of course <laughs> Neo's like, duh. And the way Abby goes, hmm, afterwards just <laughs> absolutely took me out. I was like, ma'am, if you were having to push on a child's legs and be like, can you do that yourself? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so now we're three days out and no one knows where Kathy is. They're still talking like they have no idea that they like lost her at the airport. Like they have no idea where she is. And then, and then we see Kathy walking down the hallway at the hotel going into Abby's room. And so I said, oh, "Oh, so she's been here the whole time. So that, so now we know that Kathy is in Florida. She is in the hotel. She just didn't get in the van to get to the studio. But for this whole time, I thought, did she just not make it from Ohio to Florida? Like, the very big thing to notice that she's missing, but and whatever. Like, you can ask someone about it, too. You don't just have to keep saying to the where's air, Kathy? where's, where's Kathy? Kathy? Yeah, like, so weird. You could weird. give her a call. You could ask a producer. You could call the dance studio and say, like, hey, have you heard anything? Yeah, but no, we no, no. that's too much. Uh, that makes too much sense. Um, so Kathy like goes into Abby's room and she knows she's in trouble because she says something about like, am I being read my rights or yes. something and I, before my execution? And I was like, okay, let's take some, take several seats. Like that's not that big of a deal. It's just Abby. Um, and then she says like, well, I wasn't able to be, or so Abby asked her like, why weren't you at the studio? Hang mm-hmm. on, I'm about to burp. I also burped. Amazing. I also burped. Oh my god, what's my happening? Burp sister. <laughs> We're syncing up, but with burps. We're bisters, burp sisters. <laughs> oh my god. Like a blister, but more powerful. <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay, so yes. So Kathy goes into Abby's room. Abby is like uh, preparing to give her like the shakedown. And Kathy says, Well, I wasn't at the studio. Because my other my students in my studio are going to a competition and they were my priority. Are your students here? What? It's just like I don't again the math not mathing. Are, are your students here and you went to their rehearsal instead of this one? Were you on the phone? Like what? Well, I don't understand how that's an excuse. Like you know what I yeah. mean? It was yeah. just a very weird thing to say i just wrote are they here like why how is that an excuse and abby's like well i'm not happy and then that's just like kind of how it ends i i do not understand at all why like this the dance studio we as an audience in 2011 like tolerated the kathy like character arc like the whole dude i do not get why they put her on the show because like Vivi and any other person, a student they bring through to Abby Lee Miller, like is not not nearly on the same planet as these dancers. Like they are just so different skill wise, which is yeah. fine. But like, then why are we tolerating like a duet between Mackenzie and Vivian being like, oh, maybe that did work? Like, no, it didn't because Mackenzie has a lot more skills than Vivi. And right, because she's been there since she was in utero, probably. Yeah, legitimately. <laughs> And Vivi doesn't want to dance, which is is fine because she's six. Yeah. On the topic of Vivi being only six, there is at one point where uh, Kathy screams, she's six, Kelly. 
and it absolutely killed me. <laughs> I love Kelly. She is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, she did. She really did. Um, okay, so then now we're leaving the hotel, and now we're going to the fun spot, which is where Brandon yeah. and yeah, <laughs> Brandon and Brooke have their date. Love That's the fun, the fun spot. spot in the middle of the afternoon, and then <laughs> Diane is also there, and Kelly and Diane are like, you know, talking because Brandon says, "I have in my notes." Brandon tells the moms to piss off because yeah. at, at one point he's like, "I told my moms, I told our moms to go away so me and Brooke could just talk just the two of us." So I, was, I was like, "Wow, what a he's got some serious pull because these moms do not like to be told what to do." And he tells them to he's leave, like, and so they leave. He's like, I'm going to sell it on the Tilt World, Brooke. Hop, hop off. <laughs> yeah. Brooke is like, wow, that's really cool that you told our moms to leave. And he's like, oh, no, I, I, I meant you too. You leave me alone. I need some alone time on this date. <laughs> the next 40 minutes are just him staring into the distance. <laughs> yeah. It's like a um, creepy like, pasta. Shotgunning a funnel cake and like disassociating. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> that's what you do at fun spot that's the vip package obviously a large blue raspberry slushy with the side of uh astral projection <laughs> enough fun diet to turn enough to, uh, food diet to turn your intestines blue <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he yeah so the moms leave and so then so we see brooke and brandon like together but then we see Kelly and Diane together and Diane says something like, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad we did this or something stupid like that. And then <laughs> Diane, Diane is also like, well, you know, you're always at the studio with Christy. Mm-hmm. And so oh then we find out that Diane is a little jelly of Christy getting to, and she says, and she says as much in her talking head, she says like, well, you know, it used to be that it was me and, kelly and we would hang out like all the time but then now kel uh brooke and chloe are in the same age bracket so they're at the studio together all the time brandon doesn't dance as much anymore so like our friendship has kind of faded and it, it, i just like miss her mm-hmm. but she says it to kelly in a way shadier way and mm-hmm. kelly tries to explain what is going on and like why they've like lost touch but one of her eyes is kind of twitching and yes. I think she's way too drunk for this conversation. I think she did a little too much day drinking because she's trying to focus, but she just can't. You know, she's just like kind of leaning over a little bit. And Diane yeah. is like stone cold. She's like, answer for your sins. And it, Kelly's like, I cannot. <laughs> I can't. Oh, she's funny. incapacitated. Can I rain check you on my sin check, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so then we see like Brandon and Brooke being weird and I hate it and I don't like it. Um and then uh brooke is like let's go find our moms and then that's the end of the day <laughs> they end it they're they're tired and they're over it and so they leave oh so we see maddie's rehearsal for like five seconds yeah. she talks about how she wants to be a perfect how, she talks about how she is a perfectionist how she wants to dance forever and then she says if i didn't dance i would probably unalive myself yeah yes i made a note of that as well like, and i, I have said concerns. is maddie well <laughs> i am concerned about this child I'm like, like I've been, you know, scrolling through the episode and and like having this conversation, and I literally like saw that and like did a double take, you know, <laughs> like, like what? She's yeah, literally what eight or nine? She's and, eight, mm-hmm. and she is either really thinking this from like a deep 
place or she this has been drilled into her so much not like mm-hmm. specifically the unaliving herself but like that her whole value on earth is dance yep, yep. and if she is not dancing why she's worthless, she's worthless which is so <sighs> so sad uh, to see as an eight-year-old yeah Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, is that like a thought she had or like is something that got fed to her? I'm not trying to start like a mad conspiracy theory. Obviously, it's, very, <laughs> it's a very serious sentence what she said, but like I just immediately went to my like um, reality TV like skepticism where I'm like, this woman tell her to say this. Yeah, or like a producer I, maybe. Yeah, I wondered that. I also wonder like kids, especially at this age, parrot a lot of things that they hear in like mm-hmm. media yeah. or that they hear other people in their lives say. And so I'm sure, knowing her mom, that her mom has said something like, if I don't have a glass of Chardonnay in the next five minutes, I'm going to unalive myself. And so she just, like, she could have picked that up in conversation without understanding what she's really saying. You know what I mean? Like, I I have found that to be the case a lot with my students at the age that they are when they (laughs) say their political opinions. They have no no idea what they're talking about. They just say it because it's what they hear. Right. So... Yeah, exactly. I, and, or a producer could have fed it to her and been like, "Oh, this will make for great television if you say this." So, yeah, I, or it could have been a legitimate thought. Eyes. Yeah, with the dollar yeah. signs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or, or she could have said that seriously. Like, I don't know. That's the thing. I'm not saying yeah. like she was faking it for the cameras. Fake. I'm literally. <laughs> I'm saying this is You're very concerning. But yeah. Uh, yeah, but this is also early 2010s, which is also mm-hmm. when like bar rescue was a thing. Mm-hmm. And like. And it, it can be very like this sucks, and like nobody, it doesn't actually suck. Like it's just someone yeah. like, told you to say that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Totally, right. totally. Um, um, then we see Doctor Holly in like the like a like a ballroom that they've kind of converted into a dressing room, and she's reviewing her notes, and she's talking about. Uh, she's like reviewing the notes. Oh yeah, and she says. I don't know what this means, but I have the phrase new in my book. So do that, uh, Nia. And it's like uh, this cute little moment. Like, oh, Holly, you know, Holly, who's never at rehearsal because she's a full-time principal, LOL. Um, yeah. she, you know, isn't it so cute that she's trying to talk about dance with Nia? And then uh, Kelly goes, oh my gosh, it's like you're speaking Chinese. And I was like, it's not. It's literally French. It, yeah. Don't say that. It's actually legitimately another language. It's French. It's the language of dance. So that felt just really uh, insensitive. Again, keeping with the theme of racial insensitivity, it Got is it. another language. It's but it's not Chinese. And why is that the one that you jump to when you hear somebody say something that doesn't make sense to you? Like that is that needs to be unpacked. Also, it's actual French. And if you if you spend all your time there, Kelly girl. You should know that that's French. And Kelly's yeah. the one who's been a dancer since she was she was itty bitty. And like <laughs> she used to dance for Abby. Like yeah. I know what a oh my god is. Like I yeah. remember doing them, and I mm-hmm. was like a very you know leisure dancer for like five years. Like that's not yeah crazy that Kelly does not know what a suit new is. Right or what language? Oh, just think about what like say it really slowly and think about what language it sounds like. It sounds like French. Right. Or if you look at the way it's spelled and you look at what letters are not phonically matched with the letters as they're matched in uh, English, it's probably the same patterns as French. Like, it's not this joke about like, oh, my gosh, so funny. It sounds like right. Chinese. It sounds no, so it's a, crazy and foreign. Yeah, it it's an Chinese. actual thing. Yeah, exactly. Ugh, exactly. Yeah. Um, I was, I yeah. Was no, what were you going to say? I, I was watching this episode at work 
uh, like distinctly mm-hmm. people the cast are starting to roll in and I looked up at my computer and I went oh my god and they're like what as a want to dance moms and immediately <laughs> like a gaggle of dancers <laughs> gathered around me and they're like oh my god I used to watch that and I was like mm-hmm. I was like you guys gotta watch this moment and I showed it to them and they're like oh my god I was like right and I was like now please get to rehearsal thank you <laughs> <laughs> okay so now the kids are outside and yes. Abby is like asking them pageant questions because Maddie has entered one of her numbers as like a pageant entry for this specific competition. So it's a dance and it's an interview question. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, use this as a teaching moment for all of my students. And we're all going to practice our interview skills. And so she asks uh, Mackenzie some stupid, I don't even know what the question was, but Mackenzie takes too long. And so she's like, Oh, stop. You took too long. And then she moves on to Nia and she goes, Nia, tell us the heritage of your name. Yeah, which I have so many questions, and Nia yeah. just stands there, and she goes, uh, "Can I please have the definition of the word?" Because <laughs> she doesn't know what so heritage cute. means. It was so cute. A great, you know, diversion away from another racially charged comment that Abby made because she would never yeah. ask that of any of the other girls. She'd be like, "Chloe, yeah, she's not looking- what's the heritage of your name?" <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it and, is definitely something watching this show back because I watched the episode yesterday and then I just like left it on and was just like, oh like good times and then like yeah, it's like a lot of stuff mm-hmm. geared towards Holly yeah. and Mia that I'm just like Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, big big yikes. Um and then Abby says, Well, if you don't have an answer for these questions, you're gonna look like an idiot. And the most important thing is to not panic. And I and like what whiplash, you know, you're gonna look like a moron and everyone's gonna talk about you with their friends after they leave, but also don't be scared. Just put yeah. your thoughts together in a very clear, calm, collected way. Right. And say something very eloquent so that you don't look like an idiot so that everybody makes fun of you afterwards. Like yeah. it was just and the kids all looked very panicked and stressed. <laughs> um, and then we're inside. Oh, we're inside of, of the hotel. And Kathy and Vivi just walk in unannounced unprovoked mm-hmm. they just walk in and kathy goes so what's been going on <laughs> <laughs> i love how kathy does that like oh my god she's all like well i'm in ohio most of the time so i'm always catching up and like she always thinks it's a casual thing that she's like missed rehearsals and like missed meetings it's doesn't just, care like, yeah but sure. like but but is also like committing to doing this even though she lives four hours away like why you can't have it both ways gf like what are you yeah (laughs) yeah um and then somebody asks her like well where have you been girl and she says that she missed her flight to get to florida (laughs) and then christy or kelly one of the two of them says yeah two days ago so you get on another (laughs) flight and then you get here 20 minutes late she's like that was two days we've been here for two days and you have just now showed up and she's like well, honestly, I don't know what to tell you. And then she goes on this whole like long tirade about how nothing's ever her fault. She hates being called out. And then Dr. Holly, who has the time, is like, Kathy, we are a part of a team. You are being selfish. You are not taking other people into consideration, blah, blah, blah. And then Kathy's like, well, Holly, I don't really like your tone. And Dr. Holly looks her in the eye and she goes, well, then do something about it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. I just, I mean, can you stand it? The, the power move. We'll do something about it. Very calmly. Do something about it. <laughs> and then we cut to commercial. Yeah, this was the point where I wrote down, 
what's the beef with Kathy? And I said, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I got it. Never mind. <laughs> Hear her speak for two minutes and that. Now, oh, okay, got it. Yeah. I understand the beef. Yeah. Um, after we come back from commercial, we find out that Abby has like an, a house in Orlando. Um, and her mom is there and she says her mom is a very loving person to everyone except her. And I thought, Ooh, that is interesting. You should go see a therapist about that. Maybe you won't be so insufferable if you talk with somebody about that. Yeah. There's um, a lot of layers that's that probably onion. why yeah. Abby, yeah. who is not a mom, expresses her, you know, quote unquote, love and affection with these kids by barking at them and yelling at them all the time. Mm-hmm. like if that's mm-hmm. how she was you know quote unquote shown love like that's how she's showing her students for love sure and support. yeah yeah she she needs to talk about that with somebody yeah uh, yeah for straight real. up 100 100 <laughs> yeah. yeah um and then kathy doesn't show up and abby like looks at brooke <laughs> who's sitting like and eating her cheeseburger next to her and she says something like i mean if you invite somebody to your home they should at least call you and say they can't come <laughs> yeah it very much felt like a scene that I would have been a part of in like my very conservative Southern Christian lifetime. Like that is a comment that one of the church ladies would have made at like brunch after <laughs> church been like, well, I just think it's kind of rude. You know, you know, everybody yeah. thinks that, right? <laughs> very, very funny. Um, and then it, so there's a pool out back behind Abby's house or Abby's like Orlando house. And so they have like, this game where they buy a oh, watermelon yeah. and they put grease on it and they like make the kids fight for it. And so it's like, whoever can get the wa- the greased watermelon out of the pool wins like something, <laughs> something stupid like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I have, so I, I want to know y'all's thoughts about this because I can't, I can't make a fully formed thought about this. Um, I find the bathing suit footage of these girls more disturbing than the dance footage when they are wearing bathing suits on stage. And I don't understand why that is in my brain, but like seeing the the camera like go underwater to watch them play this game in the water in bathing suits makes me more uncomfortable than watching them dance in the, in the bathing suits. Mm-hmm. I feel, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I feel like it's a hard little balancing act there because you like obviously we are thinking this in the sense of like oh my gosh this was on national television and Mm -hmm. like who knows who was watching it and who knows who was you know downloading this to their computer and watching it for very you know very dark dark reasons Mm -hmm. but on the other hand you want to just like be like wow look at these kids having fun at the pool and like Mm -hmm. I I don't think any of the bathing suits they were I feel like none of them were wearing like g-strings or anything that was like whoa like what's going yeah. on in there yeah. like Paige, like why are you okay um like I, they just like looked like they were having fun at the pool and like so you on one hand you want to just like let that happen because these girls never get to have fun doing anything true and on the yeah. other hand you also want them you know to be safe and to not have their like images of them posted yeah. in any of this in you know any dark and you know on on poor nature context in any way but like also you can't avoid that like also they're on tv like this yeah. is kind of what you sign up for so it's like a really hard like balancing act i would say yeah i th- i think it's that i feel like with the with the bathing suit uh like with them being in the pool i feel like i'm not supposed to be watching that that feels mm-hmm. like a yes. private yeah. moment 
but like the costumes on stage is a performative thing. So it feels like this is something that is put together this way for people to watch as in a performance artistic setting, but watching them in a swimming pool, I feel like I'm watching something I'm not that I, I feel like I'm at a pool party that I wasn't invited to, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. I'm not supposed to be here. Like this is, I, this is not the party that I am invited to. I don't need to be watching this footage. I think maybe that that is what it is, but it just made me feel grosser than watching them dance in in the literal swimsuits that they will wear in like 10 minutes on stage no i think i think you're onto it because that's what i was going to say is when they're on stage they're performing mm-hmm. when it's in private i think in and obviously this is said a lot like back in 2011 like nobody bad an eye but i think now right. in the present day with knowing basically just how gross and upsetting and dark the world can be mm-hmm. it does like cecilia said it makes you wonder like was someone like downloading this to their computer mm-hmm. and i think it's tough to separate yourself from knowing that now and wondering if someone was secretly exploiting them or anything mm-hmm. obviously you're hoping that that's not true but it's just in the modern day it's so hard to not hard to watch but i i understand why it makes you more uncomfortable because you know that for literally for all you know, for all anybody could know, there could have been someone behind that camera with a different intention. Totally. Um, totally. But yeah, so I think to answer your question, I think that's probably, it's like you said, it's because it's more of like a private event. Mm-hmm. And I, I, as a teacher, you're probably very sensitive to the, not, I don't want to say yeah. the plight of children. That's so ominous, but to, <laughs> but it's true. to the struggles that they face and the yeah. exploitation that they face so you seeing that you're like okay this is like their private thing and you want not necessarily to project them sorry i'm like literally you know like those online therapists no. where it's like hey, 25 dollars a month i'm not like trying to suck you in and no, i was I like amanda amanda you're like but yeah if yeah. i were you in your shoes and i was a teacher and not working for a cruise ship company i think that's probably how i would feel yeah yeah that is that i think being a teacher has heightened my sensitivity towards these kinds of things like i yeah i think i think that is definitely plays a a big part to it Mm -hmm. um and in this like 101 yeah (laughs) this episode has been sponsored by talkspace no i'm just kidding it's not (laughs) just kidding for legal reasons that is a joke um so in this scene they're playing this game maddie has this like you know kind of come apart (laughs) about being quote-unquote hurt who really knows um most of the moms are most of the moms being christy speculate that um she's just upset because she didn't win she didn't win the stupid watermelon game um and so like who really knows but melissa sees maddie crying and immediately like does a heel turn about her opinion of this game she's like well it was a stupid it's literally the the like childlike opinion of like well i didn't want to play anyway melissa's like it was yeah. a stupid game anyway and she goes i mean we're not a bunch of boys we're girls huh yeah. what mm-hmm. i'm confused like, i'm very confused so because they're girls they can't like run around and play this kind of like rough housing game ever like they or if they were boys to. that they would have to like yeah what? again melissa i have questions yes it's really also- just a weird little podunk game where you throw yeah. a watermelon into a pool and you're like who can wrestle it out like it's <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like you family barbecue and they're like we always play pickle in the cup and you're like what the hell is that yeah right yeah totally totally i also <laughs> have this very out of context note in my in my notes it says dr holly the child lol i have no <laughs> idea what that means <laughs> but there it is um okay so we leave abby's house now we're in the day one of the competition. Maddie meets this other girl named Juliana. They have mm-hmm. beef, I guess. It amounts to nothing. It's just like a little bit of edge because Maddie, you know, has seen this girl at other competitions and is, you know, a little stressed that she's going to beat her. And then she doesn't, or that she's stressed that Juliana might beat her, but Juliana doesn't. Maddie wins. It's not really not that big of a deal. Although Melissa yeah. never passes up an opportunity to slam dunk on a kid because she asks juliana something like oh are you really good at turns yeah my little maddie is really good at turns too melissa you're picking a fight with an eight-year-old in the in the hallway hotel at a hilton stop you're embarrassing yourself you're it's it's a self-own it's not the dunk that you think it is you're embarrassing yourself it is yeah so that uh, again amounts to nothing she does this pageant thing they dance they each answer like one question or i think they have a speech that they prepare um talking about like i'm this many years old i'm from this place i want to thank my mom because she wrote the speech for me and said that i had to or else she was gonna be mad at me you know like whatever um and then we see juliana dance it's speech times blah 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 blah. although i do want to want to point out that maddie names off the three genders she says ladies gentlemen and judges (laughs) Yes, <laughs> was very much good evening ladies and gentlemen and judges that's so funny good to know new <laughs> gender just drop go pick it up yeah <laughs> the judges honestly Five that sounds mine at disney <laughs> how do you hotter <laughs> than the figment popcorn bucket yeah <laughs> um so yeah she stumbles over some words it's really not that big of a deal um maddie wins dub the group dance was trash it did not look good the costumes <laughs> the costumes were so ugly they did not dance very well they were not in time brandon being there th- just threw everybody off and it was just also very weird and it didn't even place in the top 10 which is bad for which them is bad 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 they're usual they usually win and if they don't win they're usually top in the three. at least the top yeah it's so weird like to but not yeah. even place so just them? didn't like it Mm-mm. that the, you know who doesn't place is the dance that does two competitions competitions a year just to get experience like those are the right. people who, who don't place not right not abby lee dance company yeah not yeah aldc not the aldc uh-uh. so um, gonna go back in time to 2011 and be like i'm not mad i'm just disappointed yeah <laughs> Yeah, look all yeah. those girls in the eye and tell them I'm not that. I'm just, just no. Well, I'm probably just like look at Abby and be like, why did you think this Brandon thing was a good idea? Yeah, that just made everything worse. It just made them all nervous, I think. Like being when you're a young kid and there's like an older who you are perceiving as like a cooler person, it throws off yeah. the entire energy of the room that there's a cool person here. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's somebody older, somebody's older sibling or like there's somebody in here who has a cell phone, like that yeah. kind of energy <laughs> just like yeah. throws everything off. So like him being there, of course they weren't going to place. There's too much, there's too many nerves because there's a new cooler like presence in the room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
And even if it was just another girl who was like eight or nine or whatever, that they they are a unit, this team. And the like throwing anyone in is gonna throw it off. I feel like mm-hmm. if they ever dance with Vivi in this season, well, don't didn't they have the dance with Vivi and she Vivi's literally on a swing the whole time? Yeah, that is yeah. uh that's gonna be that's the where have all that's episode six. Yeah, so okay. that's already happened by the time this comes out. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or they're just it's her and Mackenzie. They're just like pushing each other on a swing. Yeah. That's it. And so, they're quote unquote in a group dance, which is so no, funny. Yeah. Oh. So anyway. that's day one. Then we get to day two. It's time for Nia's solo. Her costume is a capital O offensive. Yeah. She's literally wearing yeah. a turban. It is a bad look. It is really, really, really bad. That's right. Um, you know, Holly is upset that that abby because they're in the hallway first before nia performs holly is mad that she that abby communicates the way that she does and abby's like well i wouldn't have to communicate this way if your if your kid would step up so it's just it's that it's going to be that conversation between the two of them specifically the entire time they're always going to be that way Mm -hmm. which is really sad and kind of frustrating um and then Dr. Holly kind of like cries a little bit. She just gets really overwhelmed and kind of frustrated in the moment of like, I'm subjecting my child to this. And Christy sees that this is an emotional moment for Holly. And so they go into the bathroom together and boy, I got to tell you, there ain't nothing better than breaking down in a bathroom with somebody and having that person come for you in a bathroom. Yeah, There's something oh, else yeah. about it being in the bathroom crying. It's and, a very and like, spiritual experience. Oh, yeah. It and is. they're done that, still doing it. Yeah. It's something about the acoustics, I think. <laughs> and it's also just like leaving the atmosphere that was causing the the crying and then mm-hmm. like separating yourself from it and having somebody there supporting you in this like, I don't want to say neutral space because it's weird to call a bathroom a neutral space, but yeah. But I, it, I mean, it is. Yeah, No one really has an advantage neutral. in a bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> no one has no one an upper is. hand. Yeah um nia like gives her mom a hug you know she's like it's okay mom you know and it was really sweet nia's like supporting Mm -hmm. her mom nia performs and i guess it was good because she wins first in her category yeah so it was offensive and upsetting but to abby that's not gonna matter because it wins first place so who cares right I literally pumped my fist in the air when she won (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) sitting in the office still I'm supposed to be working on like luggage tags and I'm pumping the air because I was like, my girl did it. She Keep really in mind, I've only, I've only known these youth, these youth for like 30 minutes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm already in the thick of it with them. I was like, good for you, Nia. Racist, yeah. not your fault. Good for you. Yes. Yes. She overcomes, she overcomes the racism. <laughs> <laughs> she solves racism in this moment. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she racism, wins first. Racism solved. Yeah, yeah, done. Um, so now we're back in the dressing room. Kathy is still here, question mark. I don't <laughs> understand why or where she came from, but she's still here. She's not it's just there's so, no reason for her to be here. She it, just is. It is just so obvious that every moment with her is staged by the producers. And it yeah. is just yeah, like, it's and so it, it is fun and entertaining, especially like 
I don't know, just all of it, but it's just so obvious and it's just yeah. so annoying. Like, <laughs> the, the producers think that we are mad dumb. Like, yeah, literally. They think yeah. we're really going to buy that this is like an honest, authentic uh, interaction. But it's it's true. Abby comes in and announces that they're basically going on world tour. They're going to Vegas. They're going to yeah. LA. They're going to Lake Tahoe, which is, I guess, in the same caliber as LA and Vegas. Um, and so they're really doing the baby. West Coast. Yeah. <laughs> Like you're hitting three scenes yeah. on the West Coast. And then that's it. But it's a surprise to everybody. Nobody knows this is happening allegedly. And then Kathy says that this is when they're just gonna they're gonna uh, get off the party bus or whatever mm-hmm. she says. And so Abby Abby Yeah, I yeah. Abby says the the most iconic dance mom's line ever where she says, Hey, everyone's replaceable. Dang. And then Kathy yeah. says, Yep, even Bar. dance teachers. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god! Dang, dang! dang. Tensions are high. Mm-hmm. And the that's way it. I choked when she said that. I was like, <laughs> "Ooh, yeah." Can feel the the temperature in in your hotel in your uh, office drop by like ten degrees. Yeah, I truly did because I literally in that moment I've been like, "Wow, her hair is really something." And then she said that, and I was like, "Never mind." Forget about the hair. I'm back with y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do you guys have any other thoughts about the episode that we didn't get to talk about? Um, something about, I was thinking about something with Maddie and the Juliana girl. Oh, that again, probably staged that like, yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. And then also Melissa is easily my least favorite dance mom because she, she does not stand up for anything and she is just so annoying to watch She's insufferable. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I cannot suffer her. <laughs> yeah. Correct. <laughs> totally. Jamie, do you have any other thoughts? Uh, my last thought is because I was looking at the Google doc he sent us and it's like, mm-hmm. uh, one of the questions was, what would you do differently if you were there? Yeah. And all I wrote, and I think earlier, I was like, wow, I'm going to remember my thoughts on this. I put, <laughs> I think Abby Lee needs a good cop. Um, needs an, a what? <laughs> a good cop. Like someone... Oh, like she, can, she needs a good cop. Yeah. Like she can be Abby Miller. Ab, Ab, oh my lord. <laughs> she can be Miss Abby. And yeah. someone else can be like the go in. But then I was like, does that really work? Like I know it's TV. Like, and ultimately, totally. like she is like a total tyrant. And then after the competition, she's like so proud. Love y'all. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. is this toxic? Yes. Am I here yeah. for it? Yes. TBD. Um, <laughs> what fair. other notes do I have? Oh, I just said I love the Jersey accent from Juliana's mom. Oh, um, yeah. Because yeah. it came out strong. It was strong. <laughs> yeah. And then my very first thought was I admit I missed the intensity of early 2010s reality television because oh, this epi- yeah. as someone who had not watched Dance Mom since like somewhat watching it when I was literally like 11 or so mm-hmm. no i would have been 13 um watching as a 13 year old to like now like it came out of the gate swinging with the recap mostly like FIFA, so <laughs> yeah the the intense music happens at like zero zero colon zero zero it's like yeah it is already happening immediately yeah totally um do you guys have songs in mind that you think would make good uh dance routines on dance moms I feel like anything by Dua Lipa would be... Anything by Dua Lipa, period. The queen. 
I was thinking about like so okay so not only did like I dance for a couple years growing up but like my best friend growing up was she was like a really serious dancer and so Mm -hmm. like sometimes I would like go with her to competitions Mm -hmm. and like watch her like you know rehearse her solo and like things like that and I always wondered why all the music they choose is always music that like no one has literally ever heard of like I think it's (laughs) copyright stuff I that has to be what it is but I, I that's a great question but yeah, uh, yeah, that's gotta be it because all the music is always like these like pop things that like no one has ever heard of before, and like right. rightfully so. It's not like I'm hearing it at a dance competition. I'm like, oh, where is the Spotify? Playlist I need to get it on my it? phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jamie, what about you? Uh, I have a song in mind. It's called Tongues by Joy Wave, which is not like the most promising title, but I played it the other night when Cecilia was driving me and she said, you listen to cool music. So I'm going to play a little blurb. Uh, Do it. Oh, I'm in love with this. Yeah. Hold on. Jamie, you are so cool. I know. That's what I said. The coolest little gremlin I know, Jamie. Thank you. I, <laughs> I have a, I have a heart of gremlin. I don't know. I was trying to think of a substance then. I just went for an actual object. <laughs> referred to as a goblin. And if a raccoon, raccoon, raccoon were humanized or personified, would be me. Um... <laughs> um do you guys have any like projects or social media that you would like to plug? Um, I'll plug my Instagram. What's your Instagram, girl? Oh, it's Cecilia, but it's spelled uh, so it's C E C E C I L I A A. I post really occasionally on there. I'm really not a content creator or anything, but yeah, if you want. Your to Instagram me. is popping though. Oh my gosh. Uh, recently I've been posting a lot cuz I had like a lot going on, but a lot going I, on, yeah. Yeah, so if you follow me now, you're probably not going to see anything for a couple months. So, uh <laughs> there's that. <laughs> Jamie, I'll put Cecilia, I'll put your Instagram in the show notes in the oh description. My gosh, thank you. For you. You're welcome. That's so fun. You're welcome. I will Jamie. also uh, sorry, I'll also plug my Instagram. It is pleader.png. Yes. Uh, I've been asked as to the origin of the title. It's an off J song. Um, <laughs> people will be like, oh, is it this like obscure poem? I'm like, no. An obscure music band. <laughs> music band. <laughs> the band that plays music. Um, yeah, uh, my little blurb is I post selfies and polaroids and i only have 33 posts because i deleted all my embarrassing stuff from high school it was me posing in this water and being like raw so no one can know <laughs> no one can know i used to be a dweeb no but, archive posts but now we know yeah. that you're saying it now so now we all know well but there's no proof <laughs> to be fair y'all knew me in 2017 so you could easily Ugh, yeah verify my dweeb status the yeah. my circle glasses for <laughs> Those big old circle glasses. Those big old glasses. It's okay. Half of my head was pink. So. I was talking Come on, about dip dye. <laughs> <laughs> we were all serving a certain set of looks in 2017. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Well, thank you for doing this with me, y'all. I appreciate I it. So much fun. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Now that we have figured out, we now that I have figured out how to do this <laughs> remotely, we'll have to do this again. Sometimes Absolutely. there's so many more episodes coming up that are so much 
more wild than a little bit of teen flirting. There, it just gets worse from here. So I'll have to Literally do this again. anytime, GF. Yes, amazing, amazing. Yeah, as long as I'm, yeah, as I'm technically unemployed. This is so sad. I'm technically unemployed February 10th through mid April. So lit. I will be bumming it around in the summer stock city. Yeah, um, heck yeah. Woo! Love that. <laughs> Can Love I get a, a W in the chat, boys? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gamers one. only. This is a gamer <laughs> podcast now. It is. It is a gamer podcast. Y'all play Fortnite? <laughs> oh, yeah. Minecraft exclusive. This is yeah. only Minecraft podcast. <laughs> yeah, Minecraft only. No, Minecraft. Do not interact. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> um. Okay. Fortnite Thank you. More like Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> Fortnite. I'm gonna say that to my students next time they're playing Fortnite on their school issued Chromebooks. My Fortnite or my Fortnite. Please do. I will. I will. Um, okay. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of The Pyramid. All of my social media is gonna be in the end bumper. Um, the social media that was mentioned by Jamie and Cecilia will also be in the description of the episode. If you know somebody that you think would enjoy this podcast, please send it to somebody. Let them know that you're thinking about them and whatever that means, positive, negative. If you really, really dislike somebody and you hate this podcast, share it with them. <laughs> I win either way. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. If you want to hate listen, that's great. I'll take those. I'll take those hate listens. Um, if you've got thoughts, you can send them to me via voicemail on anchor.fm slash the pyramid pod, or you can send it to me in an email at uh what's my email oh the pyramid podcast at gmail.com yeah all good stuff jamie and cecilia thank you once again for being super extra special people in all the most positive ways oh, love you guys you. a lot i miss you i miss you been missing you boo i, I miss love you, you both too <laughs> damn girl i miss you too i've been missing you <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm uh, make thanks. a tiktok about it <laughs> <laughs> make a sad slow-mo black and white like reverb tiktok about oh how much God. i miss you yeah please i gotta make sure my face is heavily filtered so that you know i mean business but i'm hiding behind the mask i wear for others mm-hmm. dang jamie bars. you're so cool bars honestly <laughs> bars i said that at the oh cecilia was there i said that at the monsters inc attraction where a little girl said she wants to be a ballet teacher and i said without thinking bars <laughs> And I literally <laughs> thought Jamie was saying, like... Take her to prison? No, no, oh. I thought, like, ballet bars. And I was like, yeah, oh, no. bar, bar class. <laughs> three like, different uh, interpretations yeah. of the word bars. Yeah, many so three people. Three people turned around and looked at me with disgust. And I was like, whoops, bad timing. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep that one in the brain. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys very much for doing this. I'm going to, it's going to take me a really awkward amount of time to end the call because I have to go to another room to do it. So okay. if you want to just hop off the call, you can. That's fine. Okay. No, I think I'll stay for the awkwardness and watch. Okay, it. cool. For sure. All right. Epic. Okay. I'm okay. going to go turn off the call now. Okay. Bye. All right, Amanda's okay. biblical journey. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh God. I can finally burp. Oh my gosh. Let it out. GF. Oh my God. We got the. We should say really nice stuff while she's gone. Okay, I'm trying to the call now. No, Amanda, Amanda, we we love love you so much. Bye. I love you. Bye. Bye. I'm waving. You can't see. Yeah, I'm waving too. Me too. Bye. I'm doing jazz hands. Bye. Yeah, double wave jazz hands. (laughs) 
Thank you for listening to another episode of The Pyramid. You can find us on Instagram at The Pyramid Pod and on Twitter at The Pyramid Pod underscore. Send your thoughts and opinions about Dance Moms as a voicemail to anchor.fm slash pyramid pod or in an email to thepyramidpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and follow us wherever you get your podcasts.